Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl champions for the third time after saluting in an epic Super Bowl 57 against the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, they would have ridden a roller coaster over there in Missouri, Phoenix, and right around the world. Todd Lebo is a part of the furniture at Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City, and he joins us on the line this morning. Todd, thanks all for your time. Absolutely. Uh, my pleasure. Welcome. Or, uh, well, hello from across the globe, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. And your Chiefs, what, well, they've gone and become a dynasty, Todd. It's really something. You know, they, they went 50 years without so much as making to the Super Bowl, and now they just seem to go all the time. That's three out of four years, and it's just a wonderful combination of a very talented young quarterback, a great head coach, and a, um, and a you know, front office that keeps supplying new talent for this team. They had 10 rookies playing in that game yesterday. It's amazing mm. for the team that, that had so many veteran players in the Super Bowl two years ago that they lost to Tampa. They just turned the roster over. But if you have those key components of the quarterback and some great players like Chris Jones on the defensive side and, you know, Travis Kelsey at tight end, you just got to keep adding new talent. And they did that for sure. Ten rookies. And I think you might have mentioned this yourself um, on Twitter, but something like nine draft picks as well that, that, were, that, were, that were brought into the club. So, um, you know, they've grown it from the ground up seemingly. Yeah, for sure. You have to be able to do that because the way they, they work it in American football, you know, there's a salary cap. And the longer you stick around, the more money you make. So you can't keep everybody. you got to get some quote-unquote cheap guys. And they loaded so many of them up, and they, they all contributed. They had a lot of guys play all year long. Now, they didn't all play every week, but the circumstances and injuries and different things happened that nine of those ten draft picks they had last year were dressed and playing in the Super Bowl, and then a kid they didn't even draft was playing as well. So ten of the players who played in the game – you know, they didn't all catch touchdowns and all that stuff, but they were playing in the game were first-year players, which is pretty astounding uh, because most of the folks around here, when, when the Chiefs had to kind of turn the roster over last year and Tyreek Hill, who's one of the best wide receivers in the league, had to get traded away, they thought there would be a step back. And uh, I think the Chiefs used that as motivation and battled all year long with these new players. And you talk to each one of these kids, you know, when they come in, they understand what the standard is. You know, wherever they came from, whether it's a big school, a small school, whatever, you come to the Chiefs, the expectation is you're in the playoffs, you're fighting for the Super Bowl, and they all just blended right in great, and it, and it all worked out. It, it's really been not a miracle, but a surprising season for the Chiefs, considering that lots of people thought they would take a step back. So, Todd, with all that in mind, how has the city taken it all in? Well, it's going to be crazy. We're going to have a parade here in uh, two days. And most every school district has already called school off. So there you go. That's where it is now. You don't care about school. We're going to go to the parade. And the weather looks okay because it could be a little dicey at this time of year in Kansas City. It's going to be, you know, in the mid-50s or so on our Fahrenheit. Uh, No snow or anything like that. So it ought to be a crazy scene. And the people are once again buying up, you know, all the shirts they can buy and hats and sweatshirts and all that stuff. Because, uh, you know, why not? You know, keep buying it. What you don't want is the one where they lost the Super Bowl. You only want the ones they win on. So it's time to get a fresh one. Because that old Super Bowl shirt seems so old now, right? It's three years old. Nobody wants to wear that. 
So where did they gather on Super Bowl Sunday then, Todd? I mean, was it at Arrowhead or how, how did people take it in on the day? Because it was a it was a thriller well, minute. Yeah, there were a lot of people who went out to Arizona. If you had the means, right? It, it's not cheap, right? So there, a lot of people went out there, but there was a big watch party in what they call the Power and Light District that our radio station helped host, um, which is, a, you know, thousands of people can watch on a big screen. But I, I would say most people just were home with friends and family, mm. you know, probably lots of Super Bowl parties with anywhere from 10 to 20 people. The TV ratings are starting to trickle out and if something on the order of 87% of the TVs in Kansas City were tuned to the Super Bowl, wow. which is amazing. It makes you wonder what the other 13% were doing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, you know. Maybe they just had the TV on for the dog and left. I, I, I don't know what it was. But it, it's, it's amazing. You know, this, this country really loves this game. And when we see the official TV ratings for the whole country, they'll be amazing. Because the way you build that is superstars, and there were certainly that in this game. And you build it with a good game. You know, it comes down to the very last second of the game. There's no reason to turn it off. So it, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty amazing the way the whole country watches this game. And it's really special for people in Philadelphia and Kansas City. And the people in Philadelphia weren't as happy because someone's got to lose. That's mm. the hard part about sports. You know, whatever it is, the other team's got to lose. And now they've got to sit and look at a whole offseason. And they have to work just as hard to try to get back where they are. And, you know, the Chiefs went through that last year. You know, they lost the Super Bowl. And then they didn't make it all the way back. They got almost back but didn't win. And those years seem like, you know, decades probably trying to fight your way back. It's a, it's a, that's the beauty of sport, though, right? Someone wins and someone loses. Someone's having a parade and the other guys are sitting home already trying to figure out how to get back. We're speaking to Todd Lebo at Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City, Missouri, over in the state. So, Todd, you mentioned the TV ratings. I mean, I was keen to ask you, what place do the Chiefs hold in your city? I mean, you've got the MLB Royals there as the other major team, and I suppose, you know, sporting Kansas City in the MLS. But you're not, you're not drowning in franchise sports. I mean, it must be a really authentic following for the Chiefs. Oh, it's for sure. It's the number one thing. I mean, we, could, we can talk about Chiefs even when they're not playing. The middle of the summer – you know, practice is a bigger story often than, than baseball is because the Royals haven't been very good. You know, they won the World Series in 2015, and it was a big deal then. But it's like anything else. You're pretty fair weather. We do have a pretty good uh, bit of college fans around here as well because we've mm. got a couple of three universities that are close, and people do love college sports in America. But while you might love your Kansas Jayhawks in college, everyone else hates them. They all like their Missouri Tigers or whatever. What everyone can agree on is they all love the Chiefs or the Royals, right? So the professional teams kind of hold the the higher place, and the Chiefs are certainly number one with a bullet in Kansas City. And really, you know, around the whole kind of middle part of America, there's not a there's not another professional football team. For gosh, you'd have to drive six seven hours to get to one. So mm-hmm. they they like to call it Chiefs Kingdom. You know, it's a big circle around there, whether you're living in Missouri, Kansas, Oklahoma, Iowa, Nebraska, all these little places. They all like to say it's part of the kingdom. And we spoke about, I guess, the the Chiefs and their ability to contend consistently in recent years. But, I mean, there was Super Bowl heartbreak in 2020, of course. There was, there was heartbreak 12 months ago in the AFC Championship game. So did this one have an, I don't know if it was an extra sweet flavor to it on Sunday, Todd? Was it relief? What was it? I think a lot of Chiefs fans and the players, it was it was relief. And you know, the guys who have been around for a while with Coach Andy Reid, who spent 14 years in Philadelphia before he came to Kansas City, I think this certainly meant something for them for Coach Reid because he never won a Super Bowl in Phoenix or in Philadelphia, and he lost one and he came to Kansas City and you know won one and lost one and you fight yourself back, but then you've got a chance to get your coach 
a championship against his old team. That's pretty sweet stuff. So there was certainly some relief there. And you start talking about legacy and trying to catch these other teams and, you know, winning Super Bowls and all that. If you lose one, that just really puts you behind. And You know, they had that happen two years ago against Tampa Bay. And, and so you're like, gosh, if Andy Reid goes to three Super Bowls here and he's only one and two in the Super Bowls, you're like, ugh. That, then you're, you got to win two to get back on top. So now he's, he's won this one. He's two and one. Patrick Mahomes is two and one. And you can kind of start looking down the road at what, what comes next. But they're all huge. It's just a big swing in the old legacy standings if you don't win one. But this was certainly looked like relief for the players last night. Uh, they had heard all week long that Philadelphia was going to win the game. There was all this talk that the Chiefs offensive line was going to get worked over by the Chiefs, the Philly defense, and they didn't allow any sacks. So there was – Plenty of bulletin board material that these guys kind of filed away, and they were, I think relief is a is a good word for the guys who'd been through it for a couple of years. How was the team viewed throughout the whole campaign? I mean, I know one of the big headlines in the aftermath was obviously Travis Kelsey, you know, demanding you know put some respect on our name. Um, really leaps off the page, doesn't it? And he said that in the aftermath. I mean, was the team almost disrespected during the season, Todd? It would appear as though that the players felt that somewhat. Well, they certainly probably did feel that. And, and, but, you know, they lost at home to Buffalo earlier in the year. And then they had lost to the Bengals on the road later in the year. So they'd lost to the two other teams in the AFC. And so I think they felt like, you know, we're the kind of the underdog in the playoffs. And they end up, uh, you know, they, they, the good thing for them is they didn't have to play both those teams in the playoffs. They only had to play one of them because the, the Bengals beat, beat Buffalo in the playoffs the week before. You know, they, they certainly felt disrespected in the championship game when, when Cincinnati came to town, they, everyone thought they weren't going to win that game, and they did. But I think what we got was probably the two best teams in the Super Bowl, and that not, doesn't always happen. There's some upsets and stuff in the, in, the, uh, in the playoffs that generally prevent that. But I think by the end of the year, the Chiefs were the best team in the AFC. But, yeah, they, it's, it is funny. A team that had been to four and now five straight AFC championship games finds a way to feel disrespected. But that's kind of the – I guess the mental side of sports, right? With coaching and players, you always have to find a way to motivate yourself to think that people aren't, don't think you're any good. It's hard mm. to believe you could think you're not good when you've gone to five straight AFC championship games. Well, you know, it's the us against their mentality, isn't it? It fuels uh, teams the world over. The list of superlatives for Pat Mahomes, I mean, they've long since expired, Todd. I mean, hobbled in the second quarter and, and the halftime deficit, you know, Chiefs fans might have feared the worst, but that second half was enormous. I mean, he was, he was untouchable. It was incredible. You know, it really, uh, people who were watching the game, the Chiefs fans, when, when he went down before the end of the first half and was really looked hurt, uh, you know, it was pretty dark, right? People were, were thinking the worst because the Chiefs hadn't really stopped the Eagles in the first half, and, and then they were going to have to jump right back out there and, and, and try to get after it. What they needed to do was score a touchdown to start the second half, and they did. And that kind of changed the momentum a little bit. And, you know, you just keep fighting and plugging and away to try to get going. And if you do that long enough, you, if you have Patrick Mahomes, you're probably going to win the game. But, yeah, it was his second half was incredible. Um, you know, his stats aren't sickening in the game. It's not like he threw for 400 yards, but mm. they just were so efficient. And they, and they ended up, you know, scoring on every drive of the second half. And they played the end of the game perfectly. That's the, the inside part of the game where you try to work the clock and, and make sure the other team doesn't have the ball. And, and they did that just about as perfectly as you could. And lots of fans were very scared because they don't want to leave it down to a kicker, especially when he'd already missed a field goal earlier in the game. But it, it looked like the right play, and it certainly worked out that way to play it the way they did. And that second half was legendary. And they've had two great second halves in the Super Bowl to win these two championships that they have. 
in these last few years, being down 10 points in each game and coming back and winning them. It's pretty incredible, and these are these are memories. That's the fun part about sports, too. It's memories that the fans and the families will have forever, watching the game, you know, like two or three generations of families watching the game together. And, and that's what we love about sport. It brings people together. Yeah, it does. And just for those of us on my side of the globe, uh, if you're like Todd, who, who perhaps don't follow – you know, the sport that closely, or they might be once a year fans, or they touch base with it every now and then. You know, Kansas City isn't a huge city population wise. I mean, can you let us in on what level of fame someone like Pat Mahomes has in the, in the city when he goes about his day to day life? Well, he, 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 he's the king of Kansas City. So he can't really go to just wandering out to the store, right? Because he, not like he would get mobbed like the Beatles or something in 1964, but he is very, very famous. But you're right, Kansas City is like the 35th biggest city in America, right? So the way most sports work in America, the players only want to go play in the big towns, and that's the way the sports are set up. The Mm. beautiful thing about the National Football League is they have a salary cap where people have to spend about the same amount of money. So you can make tons of money in Kansas City, right? And he he can be – if you get the the right young player in a city like Kansas City, you can have him for 10 years or 12 years, whereas in Major League Baseball where the Royals won the World Series – in 2015, they had a, a fine core of young players, but you don't get to sign those players after six years. They get to go wherever they want, and they all left. So you can't keep the players around, and that's why, like, you know, Cincinnati is a very similar-sized town, and that was a huge game between the Bengals and the Chiefs, and Buffalo's not the biggest city in the world. And Green Bay, where Aaron Rodgers played, is, is way smaller than even Kansas City. So it's, it's, it's amazing and fun that you can be the little town – and have the biggest star in the league, and he can be such a big star, and he can go make tons of money elsewhere doing commercials for all these companies because it doesn't matter if you're living in Los Angeles or New York. You're in a little town. It's all good. You can make money there, and you can live a more normal life, right, um, than you can in some of those other cities. And I think uh, th- that's what we like in, in cities like this about the league and the way it's set up because you can, you can expect to keep some players around. It just doesn't work that way in baseball or basketball that the guys are going to stick around because they're just going to go somewhere and make more money. Yeah. So Todd, over here in the AFL, same setup, salary cap, but we have a, a bit of a go home factor, if you like, where, where players might want to go back to where they're from and where their family and friends are, they, they go back to their roots, so to speak, or there's a, a desire to go to a, to a bigger city or a better destination. So that in our game, we're constantly wrestling with that. But, you know, even for someone like um, Pat Mahomes is from Texas, there's no yearning for him to go home. He's happy in Kansas City. You know, players are happy to stick around in a smaller town, a smaller city? I think he is. I, I think you're right. A lot of times guys maybe would want to go. And he is from – he's not from Dallas, but he's from not far outside of Dallas. He grew up a Cowboys fan. And, you know, he would have been probably thrilled if the Dallas Cowboys had drafted him. But he, he, when you come here and you're winning, it's pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. You can make all this money and you can you – can, the funny thing, too, is like around here, I mean, listen, taxes are taxes, right? If you live in California, you pay way more taxes than you pay in Missouri. Right. And, you know, he's building this house in, in, in Missouri, in Kansas City, that might cost five times as much in California. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. So there, there's some uh, – when, when the numbers get this big, they say, ah, oh, you don't care about the money. But really – I mean, come on, when the numbers get big, the taxes get bigger. Yeah. <laughs> it's real money when you talk about it. So he's really done a great job of entrenching himself in town as well. Like he is a, he's a part owner of the baseball team, the Royals, a little small share, but he knows that that means something to people. And he's a part owner of Sporting Kansas City as well, the soccer team, because he, he knows how to ingratiate himself with, with the fans. Now, he still has a house in Texas. He likes to go home to Texas. He does all that. 
but he also knows what it means to, to, to be the face of an organization. It's really just perfect, right? Because not, not everyone gets that part of it, but his dad was a professional athlete, played major league baseball. He understands it. And, um, you hate to just sing too much praise on a kid who's only 27 years old, but he just does not make missteps. And that's pretty rare in the world of athletics at the big-time level. Yeah, and as you say, though, I mean, winning, it, it all boils down to winning. But there's no doubt the Chiefs have built something super special over there in Kansas City. So the parade, Todd, noon Wednesday, your time. Put your, If 87% of our televisions were turned uh, tuned into the Super Bowl, then how many of the five or 600,000 uh, locals are going to rock up to this uh, parade? Yeah, they'll all be there, as many as they can do. Now, some people won't, won't want to mess with the crowds, and they'll watch it on television and listen to it on the radio. But there will be a sea of red out there, and it'll be quite a scene. Uh, so people are really looking forward to it. It's just fun, right? That's like we said, man, sports are supposed to be fun. And the rest of life just kind of goes on. If you can have yourself a few hours on a Wednesday to celebrate a championship, that's going to be a lot of fun for Kansas City. And uh, there'll be a lot of people down there to look really good because they've got a nice big space. This is where the National Football League draft will be in April as well. It's, it's the same area, so it's kind of like a good practice run for crowd control and all that stuff. It'll be, it'll be a really great scene, and the people will uh, it'll make memories of a lifetime watching it because not everyone could go spend as much money to go out and watch the Super Bowl, but you go down and pay the park and stand at the parade, that's pretty good fun for free. Todd, love the chat. Uh, thanks a lot for your time, mate, and uh, enjoy the championship glow. Will do. Thank you very much.